0: bad girl hey there's buggers over here <laughs> back outside this is the point where he always hits it
1: oh! Oh! aaron harrison beyond belief.
0: we did it we beat those british we beat them. the british second cornwallis 10 kids you're basically pregnant for 20 years pregnant or breastfeeding just wow like that sounds exhausting. potheads what an adorable what an adorable bunch of people! Woodson
1: from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson,
0: twenty, 10, five touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Hello everybody, happy Monday to you, May 8th, 2023, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio,
0: okay.
1: TJ Walker, and Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on the Monday after Derby, which is one of the worst Mondays of the year, I think most people in Louisville would agree to that, if you're outside of town, maybe it's not as brutal for you, but it was a it was a week of partying, and it's all over, and now you kind of snap your fingers, and it's back to reality, and luckily, we've got a ton to talk about on today's show, but keep a Louisvillean in your, in your thoughts today, because they're tired, probably. They're, they're probably pretty tired. Nick Roush, how are you?
0: Um, I, I am tired. We'll uh, soar, too. Um, might have to make an icy hot run after this show and just put it just everywhere. It's just, we're, we're hurting. We're hurting today. As you said, TJ, it's it's one of the worst Mondays of the year. Um, I uh, I just I really hadn't looked past my calendar past Saturday. Now now we're here, and it's like, oh, so what do I just go back to to, to work? Like, is that? Uh, it's no fun. Uh, gross. It's what we have to do,
1: unfortunately.
2: Scoots, how are you? Uh, I'm like you i'm I'm tired I, I'm not a little per se, but I feel like I'm close enough and I participated in the Derby so yeah I, I'm just I'm real tired here this week or this I, I, I don't maybe that was a Freudian Freudian slip i I wanted to say just today, but maybe I am tired for the whole week so it, it was a long week last week, but we got through it it was a lot of fun just glad to be out there had another year out at the at Churchill Downs. so I, I'm not gonna complain but I am tired.
1: No no getting lost
0: back to your car No. This year, right? thank,
2: thank God I took the shuttle and they brought me right to my car. <laughs> oh, good. Did, good,
0: um, good to hear. What's it like getting out of there once the, the shuttle takes you? Was was traffic
2: oh No well ridiculously easy. So I did the thing on Saturday or Friday night. I left what was it? We had two races until the Oaks. So I left About two races before the Oaks on Friday, so that traffic was no problem, and then Saturday, I was going to stay for the Derby, I watched the race before the Derby, and I I evaluated myself, and I was like, you know what, if I have to stay here for another hour and a half, I may well not get home tonight, because I had had a lot of bourbon on saturday so (laughs) i actually left after the 11th race and i got home in time to watch the derby on my couch so it was pretty cool
0: that
1: is is good we uh back in the day when we would go down there and just tailgate for oaks and derby i've talked i think i talked about it on the air but our buddies had an old vacant lot and we'd park cars there and while they would park cars and collect tons of money everybody else would just hang out and drink as if it's like a big tailgate And we'd have fun. This was like when we were 22, 23-ish, early 20s. But, Scooch, we'd always leave before the Derby because you have about an hour to get home, a little over an hour to get home. And you could just be on your couch watching Derby when an hour prior you were down in all the muck of it all. So, not a bad strategy from old Scooty, I think.
2: Yeah, you know, and I did the same thing last year. I think actually last year I left at like two or three on Derby Day. So, I told myself this year that I was going to stay, I was going to hang out for Derby, but I was having the worst luck. Churchill took all my money on Saturday after I only lost $8 on Friday. Eight whole dollars. I was feeling good going into Saturday. Churchill chewed me up, spit me out. So that was part of the reason for wanting to leave as well, just so I could protect my bankroll. I didn't want to continue losing money the way I was. And if I would have stayed for the Derby and placed a bet on site – I wouldn't have won because I did not have Mage. So, congrats, TJ. Great call on that horse. I love your reasoning for taking that horse solely because you thought it would be a good broadcast. Like, Mage coming down the stretch. That's that's incredible that you picked that horse that way. So, congrats.
1: Well, I mean, that wasn't. Scoots
2: well, wasn't the that's. Reason that when horse. I think. When I thought about your winning horse and the horse you picked, that's what came to mind. TJ likes Mage because he can hear the co- race call in his head. So I, I, I went with, I did place a bet with Mage through a buddy. So I, I ended up getting some money there, but I did not place it at the track.
1: Well, I mean, you're a dingus for not doing that. No offense. <laughs> I
2: said
1: all week about Mage, you didn't even throw a $5 win ticket. I should have. I should have. In, in case That's all right, though. It, it was initially a gut feeling. It was that we talked about it with Jude Redfield, just kind of what, what horse stood out to you on the page. It was Mage. And then, as the week went on, I started watching its other races, and I think I'd seen one of it live, but Mage didn't stick out when I did watch that race live. But it was just getting beat by Forte, and Forte was considered to be the best horse in the field, but the thing I liked about Mage was, in all of its races, one race it had come from the back, and it looked like it was pinned and stuck. And before you knew it, well, there was Mage kind of squeaking through, having a strong finish, not winning, but having a strong finish. And then another race, it was Mage was near the front for a good chunk of the race and didn't fade, just kind of hung out. I'd seen enough evidence from Mage in its few races that, like, this horse can kind of do it all. And in the Kentucky Derby, you need a horse that can kind of figure it out because you can get – I think it's exactly what happened, the Dorme Sogate – was a bad break for that horse. There was 19 or, I guess, 18, 17 other horses in front of it, and it just never really responded as it was just getting dirt and mud kicked in its face for a minute and 45 seconds. Mage was a horse I wasn't so worried about. it. If mud got kicked in its face, it was going to figure a way out. If it jumped out ahead, it was going to be able to pace itself and find a way. It did not jump out ahead, uh, but I felt good about it. And for the first time since 2006, I picked a derby winner. Wow. That, that, did it. That was a cold shriek. It wasn't in Barbaro that on Gosh, the first long Saturday long in, May, in May, I'm looking at the program and I say, you know what? This is the horse I think is going to win. I pick him and they actually win. And I do have a tendency not to necessarily go with the favorites for my derby race, but you'd think over the last few years, maybe that means I would have hit one because the favorites have not been coming in. The favorite did not come in on Saturday, but I did – Double down. I tripled down. I didn't back off my prediction. I had a good deal of money on Mage and Roush. This is something I hardly ever do. You can make a case that I've never done this because I don't know if I can think of a time I did it. But when I woke up Saturday, like any good old Kentuckian, I had the itch. I, I, I think I got up at like six or seven or way earlier than I should have. Baby was still asleep and I actually went and handicapped. Like I yeah. had, a, I had a hard program in my hand, Woo. my friends, they all have their people that they list list to listen to. And I, I just kind of cross-referenced those lists with my program, kind of what stood the, out between all of them, what didn't stand out. And dude, that's, I that's made the best
0: way to get, get a little confirmation bias, right? Like yes. you, you do it yourself and you just need somebody else to, to tell you that you're on the right track.
1: So it's like the first, and it probably took a, about an hour. Felt like at times you were doing a little bit of homework, but it, it took a little bit of time. This is not a joke. I hit six trifectas on Saturday. I think was oh, the total number when it yeah. was all said and done, including the trifecta on the Derby. See, uh, I hit. Yeah, I, hit uh, several, yeah. exa- I hit several. I hit several exactas as well. I have, you know, the crazy thing is though, like. After hitting all these tries and exacts when you say that, you'd be like, well, you should be up thousands, right? I wasn't because I was, like, mostly doing, you know, 50-cent dollar tries, not really spending a
0: ton. Well, and you were probably going pretty deep. Like, once you start uh, winning some, then you're like, well, hell, I'm going to throw a bunch of crazy ones in there. Let's try to, you know. Yeah, try, try to, to, to keep my bets
1: between, like, 12 to 24. Derby, my most expensive bet, I think, was, like, a $80 ticket, which did win, luckily. But now I still try to keep it kind of low. Uh, it was a little chalky early on, too, and I think that helped me out a little bit. But I've never had a day, ever, ever had a horse racing day like Wonderful. I did on Saturday, including the Derby winner, including hitting the Derby try, which I've never done before. And uh, it will be a day that I will never, ever forget. Shout out to Mage. I'm rooting for that horse. That was fun. Made for an incredible, incredible Saturday. Uh, I'm a happy boy.
0: I'm See, a happy boy. And this gets us back to what we uh, what we really need to highlight on this show, is the loser mentality that Scooter Dingus brought to the table. You don't go all year just to lose some races on Friday and then quit firing on the biggest race day of the year. Did I have any winners on Friday? Maybe one, maybe two. Were they worth anything? Of course not. Was I surrounded by other people who won lots of money? Sure, I was due. You keep firing. We kept firing. And uh, I don't think I won as big as Young Sports Talker. But you know what? Scoots, I came home with a lot of money still in my pockets that I didn't have to spend because we were firing away. We were trying to do it big. And we did do it big. Big enough to not lose anything. So, Scoots, you you, you can't quit right when the going gets good.
2: Roush, I don't know where this mindset's coming from because I bet the first 11 races on Saturday – I just didn't bet the Derby. That's it.
0: I was betting. Oh, so just the, the the biggest one.
2: I was well. I bet it on my Twin Spires app for what it's worth. Okay, okay. but it it so wasn't you're, anything. You're
0: basically saying you didn't get a ticket. Exactly. You
2: just didn't, e- okay, exactly. Right. Yeah, and I because I was betting all day, and I I do have a funny Derby story for you all. So I was on Friday, of course. As I said, I, I did pretty good. Went to the same teller every time to place my bets. It was this cu- cute little girl, and uh, well, not not little. She was probably about my age. But she was real cute. Went to her every time. She was giving me all kinds of winning tickets. And I kept making the comment, like, man, you're the only one giving me winners. So Saturday I get there, and I had made up my mind on Friday night. I'm like, man, if she's there again, I'm probably going to ask this chick out. Like, she, she, we had a good little vibe going. So I get there on Saturday, and, of course, it's early. They only have, like, seven or eight tellers at the, at the windows. She's not one of them. So I'm like, well, damn, there goes that plan. So I go up to the section, set up all my equipment. She's at the bottom of our media section, not in the media section, but at the bottom in the walkway and hanging out with friends, and she's got a drink in her hand. And I'm like, well, damn, that sucks. I'm not going to be able to get any winning bets today. So I place the first two bets. I go to other tellers and make, make my wagers. They, of course, both lose. And then I'm walking by the banking center where she was at, and she's sitting there ready to take some bets. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Let me go over to her, place a bet for this next race. And I hit her with the line. I'm like, yeah, you're the only one giving me winning tickets. And she was like, I got you. Just keep coming back to me. No problem. Well, that race hits. So she sold me that winning ticket. The next race, I believe it was race four, maybe five. There was a horse called Get Her Number. So I was like, (laughs) all right, this is the true sign. I was like, I'm going to bet on this horse. The horse comes in. I'll get her number. What's the horse do? Pretty sure it got dead last in the race. So needless to say, I chickened out, did not get her number.
1: Man, Scoots. Just a classic Scoots story where you're equal parts proud
0: and frustrated at the same time. Yes,
2: very much so.
0: It could have been such an easy in when you go to make the bet, not cash it. Oh, get her number. Well, here, why don't you give me yours?
2: Well, see, that was the line I was going to use. And now that I'm looking back at it, I could have twisted it around. But I really wanted to go up and be like, hey. I bet on this horse, it's named Get Her Number. I said if it came in the money that I was going to get your number because I think you're really cute and want to take you out. But uh, that when that went by the wayside, I kind of just freaked out and just didn't do it. What a pansy. I mean,
1: again, so Ralph's pretty much summed it up. But secondly, you do know that, that you give the tellers the t- what bets you want. They just hand them to you, right?
2: Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, I know. I know. But it, it was. It was weird because I couldn't. I did go to other people throughout the weekend, and none—I couldn't get a winner with any of Just them. Lucky,
1: your lucky spot. With, she was.
2: She play. was my lucky chick. Yeah. So. Mm, and then, as
1: Roush said, you go up there and you say five dollars to win. On can I have your number? And on top of that, can I have your number?
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Can I have it? That That would have been good. Maybe I should have talked with you all on Saturday, let you know the whole situation. You could have gave me some advice because now the moment's passed and I can't do anything about it, and that kind of okay. sucks.
0: I also two. bet on that like, horse. That's a great name.
1: It's way. Derby yeah. too. I mean, worst case, she's like no. So yeah, that's that. It's uh, how many scoot. times you've been missed told no? Opp- missed opportunity there, but sounds like you had fun and you did a little flirting all the same.
2: Oh, I did a lot of flirting.
1: Uh, well, maybe hopefully not too much.
2: Well, I spread it around. It wasn't just all with her. I was, good, I was flirting in other places.
1: Flirty scoots on Derby. <laughs> Day. That's what. It, that's what it's all See, about.
0: I uh I wish I could have gone to a ticket account but man the uh the lines in the infield they were very long everywhere for everything so it, it, I, with the exceptions the bathrooms were not that bad and they really classed up the joint, TJ they put a fresh coat of paint in the infield bathrooms so it, it just smelled like paint instead of piss it's nice
1: oh that is good yeah, yeah so I, I wanted to get your experience the infield experience seems like you no offense, seems like you whine about it a little bit more each and every year <laughs> as they squeeze out the the middleman, the average Kentucky Derby fan. But pictures would indicate that Nick Roush had a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nick Roush had a good time. I um, I gotta remember too that like Friday and Saturday are just completely different animals, whereas. Uh, scoots, I, you know, my, my walking home experience on Friday, my getting out experience on Friday, my getting around like, there's just there's just a lot less people, a lot less congestion, and not as much debauchery. Um, uh, like, rest assured, there's still plenty of people that are, uh, taking their naps on the ground and, uh, and whatnot. But, um, no, we, we still ended up having a, uh, swell the time Friday. It was the most perfect weather you could ever ask for. Um, and, but like I said though, like you could you could get around pretty well on uh, Friday. Get what you want, get what you need. Saturday was a bit of a mess, uh, but we we still had a, a, a good time. I think I, I got in line for a couple of mint juleps. But anytime I tried to do it, like, all right, let's uh, let's let's make a wager in person. Uh, even ten minutes to post time wasn't enough to get one in. It was like, all right, well, screw this. Uh, my phone works just as well, and if I have to take out the cash, I will. Um, it just, it was, it was so funny because my, when, when we showed up, uh, my parents were with another friend's parents. We were all going to sit in one big group. It got a little crowded, but my dad, he couldn't move from his spot because he had hit every single race of the day. Um, and so he was riding high. We were feeling good. Thought, okay, um, I'm not going to tail all of his bets, but you know, I got to know what he's getting. And uh, we, we ended up having some winners. We had the couple, Brad Cox had a, a couple winners. One after the derby that was real nice, Clark. Um, but when the derby happened, you know, the, the clouds are starting to roll in, it stayed really nice, and Mage just came from the freaking clouds. Uh, you, you, you said it, uh, early on Sports Talker, but that, um, its ability to overcome adversity that was impressive. And the, the, the part that uh, really just, uh, hurts is I, I did spend you know, whatever I had, uh, made on trying to, to hit the big one and uh i'll be damned if i had mage was the only one of the top five that i threw out so uh you know we, we were begging and choosing for another one but Mage in a hell of a race uh, and one that i really didn't pay too much attention to mostly because it's like well forte was the class of that that florida derby that whole florida circuit i don't know if the florida circuit was even that good um so i'm i'm, I'm throwing them all out except for forte and then on Saturday, the state vet scratches Forte at, what, 8 a.m. in the morning, 8.30, 9, something like that, real early?
2: Yeah, it was 9.05. five. the
0: videos, yeah, the, the videos of the connections getting informed of that news, uh, you could tell they weren't happy, TJ.
1: No, that made for a wild, wild derby day. There's always seems like there's some sort of drama with the Kentucky Derby. And as I was sitting there handicapping, had on the local news, which was fun. Uh, we we love our, our girl, Haley Minogue, I think made for one of the more hilarious Kentucky roll call interviews last week. But I wasn't watching WHAS because they had the coordination on, as mm-hmm. she gave us a heads up that they would. I was not about watching a new king get crowned. So I was watching the, the local channels that were out at the track. And then Roush, it was just like, we're getting word. There's word down now. We've got We've got Rick Bozich on the backside, and then they're interviewing the trainers. You're getting like a, a wide angle of, uh, of the state vet going and talking. Like, I think we saw the conversation. We didn't get to hear it, but I think we saw the conversation of when their team, Forte's team, finds out he ain't running today, y'all. Like, this is our decision. We don't like what we see, we're not comfortable with it. And then it was a media frenzy. Some of them went and tried to grab the trainer. Some of them went and talked to the owner. A few of them went and tried to track down the state vet to see if he would have any comments. He, he did not. And it made for really good live TV in the moment of breaking news. And you got real human emotion of the Forte team being like, damn, we feel like, one, we're getting kind of hosed here a little bit. And two, like the horse did, I think they said, stepped on a rock earlier in the week. If the race was just a few days ago, there wouldn't be an issue. If the race was in a few days, there wouldn't be an issue. And they had the quote of, but you're only a three-year-old horse on the first Saturday of May once. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. the, the state vet said no can do. They said they talked about how the state vet's bets being overly cautious, how if there weren't some of the other incidents this week, that, that they didn't think that maybe any of the horses would scratch this week for the Kentucky Derby. So some wild kind of accusations being thrown around, drama, 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 drama. Uh, And for my Mage stakes, I wasn't super mad that Forte was out of the race. I still would have hung with Mage, but I definitely would have had to include Forte in all the the exotics because that is a really, really good horse that has shown an ability to beat Mage and win, obviously, ginormous races. But that was a wild Saturday morning watching it all unfold from TV.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that was the the sense I got all week is like anytime you would check Twitter and it was some national uh, national person and or Pat Forty, they would just uh, it was all oh dark cloud over Churchill Downs horse racing dead horses they're dead you're worse because horses are dead it's like everybody just chill the hell out like okay I understand I'm I'm not trying to. Uh, Get PETA called on me. I don't want horses to die. Um, Let me make it abundantly clear. It sucks when that happens. You heard it here first. The
1: first radio show to go on record with a take like this.
0: Yes, I'm pro-alive horses, anti-dead horses. But also, I'm not naive. Like, this is part of the sport. It just is. And I know that that sounds brutal, um, but... And, and and there should be something done about it if we could. Um, but technology hasn't advanced that far in a lot of these cases. Now, some <laughs> of them, Safi Joseph, that might be a little weird, right? Like, was he just juicing his horses? Like, that's all the kind of mystery, scuttlebutt, speculation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but when horses just suffer catastrophic injuries and they don't have any way for the horse to be able to walk or move afterwards, like that, like, we're just... There's nothing we can do about it. So going all boo-hoo and getting overly um, uh, what's the word? Like I, I I felt really bad for Mike Rapoli and Forte's connections. Now, however, I could you you want you want to do some dot connecting, TJ? Sure. I don't think Mike Rapoli would want this. However, Forte's only lost once. If he if one of his wins was over the Derby winner, and then you say, "Oh no!" But the injury kept him out, and he was only to race one more time. He won then; he's still going to be, you know, a million billion dollar horse or whatever it is on the the stallion side of things. So maybe and honestly, uh, could,
1: what what yeah. you're you're totally right. And like, what do you think? Maybe run the Preakness, win one more, and then just be like, Man,
0: you you did your job, horse." Yeah. I- I mean, it, it could be as little as that. Or they could even wait until, like, Saratoga, the Travers Stakes in August or something. Yeah. Um, I doubt they will. But that, I mean, to, you were talking about keeping your value up. Your last start out, you beat the Derby winner. And they said you didn't even look as good, you know? Like, that wasn't even you at your best.
1: Yeah, and, and that exact reason, too, is, like, you can't snap your fingers and make horse racing safe. And I and I think Churchill Downs is doing mostly what it should do. It's taking this stuff seriously. It's investigating. They're not gonna shut down racing as they as they shouldn't. And as you mentioned, Roush, it is part of the business a little bit. But horses are just bred a lot differently than they were a decade ago. And I, I'm I'm not a horse racing expert, even though I'm just the best when it comes to picking derby winners. But I'm not a horse racing expert. But they're they're bred differently than they were a decade ago, and especially you, know, you saw so much Secretariat stuff out there. Got to see Secretariat's trophies, uh, the Triple Crown trophies oh, nice. from um, from 50 years ago. They had that out of the track, which was cool, a cool little exhibit to go walk through. But they were you'd have horses race for years, for their entire life. And you'll get yep. that every now and then. But it's almost like a big deal when you look at the program. And you'll have the horse racing experts always be sure to note that like this is a veteran racehorse. It's been through the block. And guess what? Those horses very rarely ever have great odds, but you just don't get horses bred and built the same way to be race horses for eight or nine years. Instead, you're looking for just, we need to get you to like four, be, be a champion. And then it's,
0: they retired a stud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, then we're,
1: then we're rich forever and it changes the dynamics of what these horses can take and what they can't take. And,
0: and is bad. Like, I, again, I'm not pro dead horse um, being very clear, but like this, the way that the monetary, like the financial incentives in horse racing right now, that part is worse than anything. I mean, Flightline didn't even start peaking until he won this race on the Pacific coast. And then like 10,000 people watched it on television because it was on TVG. You know, like nobody watches Superstar Horse except for once in the Breeders' Cup Classic and then he immediately retired to stud. Like that's just that—that that is as much of a problem as dead horses. And I know that might sound insensitive, but um, we don't have to just because it stormed and during race fourteen doesn't mean that a dark cloud is coming over Churchill Downs and horse racing. Like it was kind of a, a par for the course uh, weekend. Maybe an extra one or two um, that were a little out of it. But man, it—we um, it, it, we don't it have to be so grandiose about it.
1: And, like, again, it, it 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 did seem probably like a little too much with the national spotlight on you. Not that anybody can really do much about it. Like, again, you investigate the horses, you check them out, you hope that the owners and the trainers are keeping up on their end because Churchill Downs, you know, they don't know exactly all that's going on in the barn behind closed doors. But I think the the people that make the biggest stink about this stuff or the ones that are raising the most red flags I don't think many, I, I think they just, they also don't want horses dying and they just want stuff to be done to fix it. You do have the most extreme though, that are like, you just got to get rid of horse racing and in Kentucky, conti- I, 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 I think that those extremists don't quite understand what they're saying or actually what that would do to these animals that they act like they care so much about, uh, Horse racing is good for horses. It's not bad for horses. It's good for horses. No horse racing would be bad for horses. It would be very, very bad for horses. So, if you do care about the animals, you should feel a little uncomfortable when one dies, especially if you're watching the race and it goes down in front of you. That can be hard for some people to be able to see. But I wish these people could understand that, like, this is an industry that is saving animals, that is creating better lives for animals than it is worse lives for animals. I think they have a tough time being able to to comprehend all that, um, but it's the truth, and, and they and they do need to, to know that while it can be tough, a tough business, and it can be heartbreaking at times, it is overall better for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, and thousands of animals than it would be if it just were to snap your fingers and disappear. So I hope people can understand that. You get the same old group of journalists that just have the same old, musty, boring-ass takes. Of course, Tim Sullivan was back to his get rid of my old Kentucky
0: home, which is just... Oh, it was in the Herald-Leader, too. Um, there's, some lady, there's
1: some lady that wrote a book about uh, why my old Kentucky home needs to, to go away. Imagine how bored you have to be in life that you're going to spend time do, writing a book. Writing a book a about, a, about a song. Uh, the song, Al Cross, who had a, was a teacher that I really appreciated at UK, but he's seemingly gone off the deep end. He says that the song is becoming more controversial. How? How is a song that's been around for 150 years becoming more controversial? There were words and lyrics in it that were undoubtedly controversial. They're, they're gone. They, they are not part of the Kentucky State song the part that is is not very controversial just dinguses and they do it every year and guess what first saturday in may you'll get the same old old folks
2: yep
0: that, uh, that
1: will complain about a song this, complain this con- about a song it, that they didn't play, show the lyrics to
0: this year that's like uh, many people are saying that the kentucky derby is the best thing ever. it's like well you're the many people right like you're the <laughs> you're the many people uh Oh, man. Yeah, that 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 part I was like, I, at one point, um, I, I, Saturday morning, I was like looking down at my phone teaching. I thought, you know what? I don't need to be in a bad mood. It's Derby. I need to just finish my drink, kind of shake off this hangover I've got cooking up right now, and uh, go on. Have, have ourselves a, a fun little time. Um, I did want to mention, like, Scoots, I, as much as I, I did, I mean, I made fun of one of my buddies who left Derby early, and I want to make fun of you for leaving early. But at the same time, I also can't because uh, getting out of there is, is very difficult, especially the the crowded tunnels. And you could see the storm rolling in. Uh, my wife grabbed a tarp, and so it started raining like as we were getting into the tunnel. And we ended up just you know, walking like a half mile down the street holding a tarp over our heads like a bunch of dinguses while it was bumper to bumper getting out of there on Southern Parkway. I'm sure it was this crazy getting out of the fairgrounds. So um, leaving early, bad, but also I can't necessarily say I blame you, especially when you weren't like forking out thousands of dollars for tickets or something, right? You were working, so I know. I, was, I think that was the right move.
2: I also forgot that it rained, so yeah, good call. I'm patting myself on the back for that one.
0: That, that rain was killer. Um, I mean, at one point, I'm just walking down the street with my shirt off, just soaking wet. <laughs>
1: Like, Dude, sight for sore eyes. Did you are. yell at Did you yell at Jude or Mark with a C for not saying that it was going to rain directly after Derby?
0: I didn't know. I did not care at that point. Just get me to Derby with clear skies, and then hell, I even appreciated the rain yesterday. It made it a good napping hangover weather. Oh um, man, it really the, was. The boys cooperated long enough to let me get a couple cat naps in. Um, did you see there were some tornadoes in uh, Southern Indiana? That's pretty crazy.
1: I did. Uh, Eastern Parkway got hit pretty hard. I don't know if they got a tornado officially, but uh, yeah, there, there were parts of, of Louisville that had some wind damage and some nasty weather yesterday.
2: One tornado over here was like three miles from my house. little too close.
1: Glad you're okay, Scoots.
2: Well, I was over in Kentucky, but my roommate was asleep during it, so that could have been bad. But apparently it blew our front door all the way open. Like, we have a glass front door, and then we have another door and then the glass one's just out on the outside. You know, a typical door setup. But it blew the front glass door all the way open, and it was, like, trapped in our railings on the porch. It was pretty crazy.
1: Oh, man. That is pretty wild. That is. Well, I do I do declare that was the, the best weather week for Derby week. And, man, and the, what bad. happens after the Derby is after the Derby. You know, it's nobody's really beeswax what happens then. But best weather week that you could ever have that I could ever remember for Derby week. It was pretty good yeah, all Wednesday, week. Wednesday,
0: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And Saturday, the clouds were kind of a nice little uh, reprieve, you know, from yeah. just getting roasted in the sun.
1: People got up burnt on, on Friday out there. Uh, yeah, so a lot of fun at the Kentucky Derby. I do want to add one more thing. I am the big winner, and I'm the best, as we've already said here on today's show. I did actually have, like, the worst probably race watch of my life. Because I didn't see like I wasn't I wasn't keyed in on Mage. And one Mage wasn't really in the thick of it until the final turn. At that point, there was like thirteen horses, so it was kind of hard to pick them out. But I'm watching the race and we're at a party. We have the show parlay going into that derby race. Ooh. Against my wishes, although I didn't care. I just I'm majority rule type of guy. Right. They wanted to get on Derme Sogate.
0: Oh no.
1: For the for the show parlay bet which would have paid would, would have been a pretty nice little bet i i was not my first choice I, that's what we went with but everybody i was with was kind of like going crazy some for their own horses or their own bets but I thought like as a group like is is, is Dorme sagate up there and I'm not seeing it like what am i missing and they're running and it's finally getting to the finish line and I'm like I do not see number 17 anywhere like what, what is everybody freaking out about And then I realized they're like, it was mage. It was mage. I was like, that was mage that won. So I I had my worst derby watch,
0: but maybe
1: that was was the secret sauce. Maybe I didn't need to be focused in on my derby horse. Maybe I just needed to be totally and completely confused during the entire race.
0: You needed to lose him. Um. Because
1: I did not. (laughs) I I was so like, probably a good thing. Because if I would have realized that like my try was in play and of course some pretty sizable win bets were in play. That, like, I, I probably would have made a fool of myself. So, I think it all worked out for the best, but I easily had, like, I had no idea who was winning that race. No
2: clue. TJ, so it always oh. was surprised it, to me. in your defense, I did go back and watch the Derby for a second time, and it is hard to pick up Mage in that race until the final turn, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, yeah. He I was way saying, back uh, there. Yeah, a hell of a race. Congrats to Mage likely onto the Preakness, they want to just make sure the horse horse is healthy and going to respond well from all this new media attention. No, just making sure the horse is healthy and all good to go and could, could see it in the Preakness, which could be a loaded, absolutely loaded Preakness field if it comes to fruition that way. So we'll probably talk a little more horse racing the weekend as a whole. Great showcase for the Commonwealth of Kentucky and the city of Louisville. But we have UK news. Quite a bit of it as a matter of fact so we will need to get to that at some point we'll need to get to the Thornton's text line 502-414-1415. you need to get to a Thornton's today tell Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper you said hello Thornton's is the best this is Kentucky Roll Call and Big Exports Radio we'll be back Hold
0: oh, yeah. the tired
2: horses in the sun I'm supposed to get in and ride and done mm. in the sun i to get right done
0: mm. welcome back to Kentucky roll call you
2: mean not good like one out of a hundred
0: I'd say more like one out of a million
2: so you're telling me there's a chance with Walker and Roush
0: yeah
2: I read you. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X
0: Radio. 1FM, 1450
1: AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday after Derby Week. Back to reality. And now, Roush, summer radio really does does begin here on the Big X.
0: Yeah, yeah. I uh tried watching some other sporting activities yesterday to just like, okay, let's get my let's get my brain right. This the Sixer Celtics have been playing a decent series. But you know, it's just like nah uh, it's it, the, the the conference finals will get here and then I'll probably get a little more into it, but it's just it's tough, man. It's transition, it's real tough, but we yeah, I've enjoyed, the, I've,
1: I've enjoyed the NBA games. It doesn't hurt that it's you have to go almost out of your way to find a game where a U.K. player isn't doing something cool or, or playing well. The Celtics 76ers game was pretty cool yesterday. Go ahead, bucket by the, the Sixers, and then go ahead, bucket by the Celtics, and then Harden came back. Harden playing very, very well. Came back, he hits the go ahead, and then the Celtics, final seconds, not calling a timeout, just going to play it out and Jason Tatum initiates the play a little too late on his kickout three. It uh, did not get out, who was it, Jalen Brown, or no, Mark Smart. Mark Smart doesn't get it out of his hands fast enough, which is so embarrassing. It happens way too often in basketball. If you have a game-winning shot, I say it all the time, I'll say it again, it has zero chance of going in if you don't shoot it before the buzzer. I, yep. I I don't consider myself a basketball Benny, uh, sometimes maybe, but it, you have a zero chance of winning unless you get the shot off. And that's just facts. That's factually true. So that was on Jason Tatum. He initiated things way too late. Secondly, in last-second shot situations like that, you do want to allow yourself a chance at an offensive rebound. So starting it with four seconds left, be, be, starting your drive, four seconds left before even getting a shot up, just horrible execution from the Celtics. Smart hit the shot too, but nobody in the stands cared because they knew that it was it was too late. And then in the evening game, Devin Booker is just unbelievable. They tie up the series against the Nuggets. That one looks like it may just a team's gonna have to upset another team on the road. Otherwise, I think home court's gonna, gonna serve out. It'll probably be the Nuggets winning in seven. But that will be a really, really good series as that one continues. So yeah, you do have some NBA action. Roush, I watched a decent amount of the Bat-Cats this weekend when I could. Not so much on Saturday, but uh, was able to see a little bit Friday and uh, watched a a decent amount of the game Sunday until the stream went out, which was really annoying. However, the Bat-Cats kind of had it in hand for the most part. A sweep of South Carolina, just like that. The Bat-Cats, back.
0: I saw updates, and every time I saw an update, I was like, is this – is this real? Have I been drinking too much? Like, what's going on here? Uh, no. Bat cats They were batting and they were catting. Meow. Well, you probably
1: were drinking too much, but your <laughs> eyes did not deceive you. Wild. Just exactly, exactly what they needed. You can make a case what they, they had to have a series win here, uh, but they went ahead and, and pulled off the sweep against the number three team in the country. I think their first sweep over a top five team in 11 years Good weekend. And UK women's softball won the series against Florida for the first time, I think, in maybe 11 years as well. I think both those stats came from Corey Price. He's great at what he does. But big, big weekend on the diamond for UK. And now for the baseball team, you're back to hosting territory. I think they finished the season with Tennessee on the road and then Florida at home. If you can avoid getting swept and, more importantly, find a way to win one of those two series. I almost would guarantee that you would be hosting. Maybe not a super host, but you'd, you'd be one of the top 16 seeds I would feel pretty solid about. Number one, back in the RPI for the Batcats, just, uh, just uh, what you had to do after things had kind of gone the wrong way there for a little bit. And Well, that's-
0: it also, I, I felt like just getting some runs, right? I mean, they've been struggling so much to produce any offense, so – now you get a little confidence back. you in your losing streak, just in time for the final two-week push of the regular season uh, going into that conference tournament down in Hoover. And the part where my eyes were even more confused was seeing the SEC standings, and I believe Kentucky is fourth. It's like, wait, huh? Wait, it, yeah. Wow. Impressive. Impressive. Well done, bad guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. He was awesome yesterday as well. I was more impressed with the the pitching because you needed so many times this season when I've watched UK baseball, it's just like, oh my gosh, throw strikes. Somebody's got to throw this. Somebody's just get in there and throw strikes. Not really an issue this weekend. They, they didn't walk as many people. I don't know what the final stats were on all that, but they didn't seem to walk as many people took advantage of, of, of home field against South Carolina and, just good, 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 good. So we can keep following along, having fun with the baseball team. I think they're pretty much locked into the NCAA tournament. They, It, it would be a total shock. I think they're 33-13 and 13 on the year, 14-10 and 10 in the SEC. 14's considered to be that magic number. I don't think there's been any SEC team that's won 14 games and not gotten in the NCAA tournament. So they're most likely in, but now hosting – firmly back on the table probably right now you control your own destiny in that regard so keep it going Batcats. cats and you've given us you've given us more to follow along than i thought was going to be the case and so to that a tip of the cap to nick mingione and the baseball team the beat goes on four games against tennessee teams this week tennessee tech comes to kpp i think on tuesday and then they'll travel down to knoxville for a series against Tennessee. Tennessee had a bad weekend this past weekend, so they're probably going to be ready to to come out and, and, and look to sweep UK. So Cats will need to make sure they at least get one down in Knoxville, and if you were able to steal the series on the road, that would be colossal. So go Bat-Cats. woo
0: Go, go Bat-Cats. Go Batman. Uh, a lot of Batman being watched at my house this weekend. Duke is just the biggest Batman fan. Um, like the cartoon version or what kind of batman are we talking about ooh the og uh, adam west version is actually his favorite um and some of it is i know that 1960s uh broadcast television isn't going to be too uh crazy so I, I even after he went to bed last night i was like all right let me let me turn on some other batmans to see if they are uh if if, if they're watchable for duke or too violent or too scary and i put on uh batman and robin Which, my goodness, that movie, it's so bad, but so good and so corny. The George Clooney and uh, Chris O'Donnell plays Rodman. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze. Uh, So far, I think it might be, when the guy becomes Bane, that's a little on the scary side. But um, in general, uh, very, very amused by just how uh, cartoonish like it is and just silly. Good old silly fun.
2: Yeah,
1: that is good. Well,
0: that's nice, but um, his his when his grandma and grandpa came down, they brought him a a mask to so he could pretend to be Batman. And every time I say, "Oh my gosh, it's Batman!" He's Duke goes, "It's just a mask." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay. you you, you really got me there, Duke." I thought you were Batman. Uh, but so that 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 was a that was made for a, a nice Sunday. But I did uh, I did have one more Derby store I needed to bring up because. Um, you know me, I like to try to get where, you know, I try, just act like you've been there before. Right. Um, so we're, we're going to try to sneak around. We're going to try to go into places that we don't usually go. Um, I notice now they don't let just, uh, the regular, like if you have a ticket to sit in the clubhouse, that only gets you to your one spot in the clubhouse. You can't really meander around a ton. Uh, but fortunately for us, we've got our media pass. We can meander around some. So I did some meandering on Friday uh, around the media center. All that went some some people watching, and uh, on Saturday uh, I, it was I was I was in the infield the whole time. But one of my friends, he was like, uh, "Guys, I'm just gonna go uh, just gonna go walk around for a little bit. I'll see y'all later." Well. The next time we saw him, after waking up from his infield nap, he had uh, roses from the Garland of Roses. I I don't know how Angel does it. He's done this before, where he somehow sneaks onto the backside and walks over in the post-parade. This time, he walked over the post-parade without any credential hanging over his neck. Um, Like, nothing. I so I I don't I don't know if he just sweet talked some of the people. Um, maybe the security the security I will say was very light at the infield tunnel. I may or may not have just forgotten to take a couple beers out of my bag, and they, they just they did not check anything at all. So maybe that's what it was. Security was just really light, but he got to walk over. Um, his name's Angel, so he was with Angel of Empire naturally. Um, it was in the paddock before the race. Race is, come, goes on. He watches it at the finish line, and then he goes in the winner's circle with Mage. And his video of Javier Castellano hugging his son is just like being picked up by national media outlets. It's like, what? how do you do this, dude? How do you do this? That's
1: pretty amazing. Uh, I love derby stories like that because everybody's got one. Some, uh, well, Maybe not where you're stealing roses off the garland, but everybody's got one where they just kind of ended up in an interesting place that they weren't predicting or expecting. Scoots has some hilarious getting home derby stories. So it's just that's part of the that's part of the lore of the first Saturday in May.
2: So we had a, a C on our media credential, which stood for red carpet. So Friday I went and checked out the red carpet. It was just looking around. I was gonna go on Saturday for all the celebs coming in. I would have saw Jack Harlow and Patty Mahomes, but it started at noon, the same freaking time that we went on air. What a bummer.
1: Uh, woe is scoots, unfortunately, in that regard. But, hey, at least you didn't get that one person's number. Jeez.
2: You know, looking back, bad derby weekend. Damn it.
1: Let's take yeah, our break was... here. We'll we'll come back, hour two. Did,
0: we'll have... did you at least not have to drive back to the studio to unplug the computer on Friday or Saturday?
2: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even tell you all that. Guess what I pulled off? This is unbelievable. So I somehow... Don't know how I did it. Still to this moment, have no idea how I did it. Somehow talk Trevor into coming in studio from about 1130 to 2 o'clock both days to ensure we didn't have any audio issues. And he wow. did it. He was here.
1: Oh, that was nice of Trevor to do that. How incredible. Yeah, so yeah.
2: major, 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 major shout out to Trevor Kelsey because Saturday yeah. and Friday, for that matter, would have been a lot more stressful without him.
1: I think they couldn't get it on the air Friday, and it was not good. But uh, good on him for helping out with you. We'll be back, hour two. We've got to talk UK basketball. There, like, You probably missed it if you were keeping up with the Derby like I was. We'll give you the recap there. There's some drama. When is there not? And then UK football, good news in that regard. We'll get to both those in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call and Big export. okay
0: oh, yeah. I'm so tired. I'm feeling so upset. Although I'm so tired, I'll have another cigarette and curse the Walter Rally. He was such a stupid kid. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Rosh, we're just getting started, bro.
1: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two. TJ Walker, oh, yeah. Justin Taylor. Hope you're having a great start to your Monday. It's going to be warm all week. Summer, maybe finally here. Thing I'm telling myself as the the weather progresses and summer does arrive is like it's gonna be in the 80s i think low 80s low 80s good in a month i'll be begging for low 80s so even though it is heating up and it may that beautiful spring weather that we had just gotten used to may be out the door it still is only going to get worse so enjoy it while you can although i do think it's going to be sticky this week so you can always bypass the humidity that's a big deal Looks like we won't get that this week. However, still good golfing weather. Good weather to get out there, hit the links. Any course I drove past over the last three or four days since we last talked to you on Thursday was packed, which is good. It's good for golf in the area, especially the local public courses. But if you're looking for something a little bit nicer... The Big X Sports Radio Golf Card is going to get you on some of the nicest courses in the area. Park Mammoth, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, Christmas Lake. Not that all those courses are private in their own right, but these are some of the top of the tops in the area. And you'll play all of them for under $25 a round card included. You will not beat that price. Uh, You'll pay a lot more than that at the public courses. But 20 under $25 around, if you go to bigexportsradio.com or call 812-725-1457 or 812-725-1457 to get yours today. Supply is limited. As of last week, they were over halfway gone. So uh, and there's definitely another big push come Father's Day in June. So you probably just want to make sure you get yours locked up today. The Big Exports Radio golf card, Park Mammoth, one of the nicest courses in the state. Dugan wants to get us down there to do a live show and then play after the show. I'm in. Say less. Just give us the date and we will make it happen. And hopefully some listeners maybe in the area or listeners that would be willing to drive a little bit would, would, would join us. Certainly not a far drive, uh, but it's also not just like right down the road either. So there's the Big exports Radio golf card. We're excited about it. Roush, we were so caught up in derby fever, and understandably so, but there was a lot of U.K. news, not even aside from the baseball's team's dominating weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, it took only about, what, an hour after we got off air? Classic KRC curse on Thursday for uh, our uh, our pal Hunter Dickinson to announce before coming to Kentucky for the derby that he is going to play for Michigan. No, no, Kansas. Kansas. That was definitely a Freudian slip there. Not Freudian, but you, you know what I mean. There. Um, quite the bummer. Quite the bummer. However, we we did at least kind of see that train coming down the tracks on Thursday. I don't think we saw Kentucky getting an offensive lineman from Ohio State, though. That was a nice surprise.
1: Well, exactly the stuff that I was I was talking about. Like, I just want depth. It's not so much that I expect some of these guys they bring in from the transfer portal to be day one impact guys. But recruiting had taken a little bit of a dip on the offensive line for very understandable reasons out of Mark Stoops' control for the most part. And you're getting depth, Roush. You're you're, you're kind of checking some of these boxes, especially when you had a departure or two. You're checking some of these boxes, talented players coming within the program, what it means for this upcoming season – from what I've read and people that know more about this stuff than I do, including yourself, probably not like necessarily an instant impact guy, this fellow from Ohio state, but next year could compete for a starting job. And that's good. That's, that's a, Mm -hmm. you know, it's nice to have quality pieces. You don't have too many. I say it all the time, but you don't have too many of the big boys have freshmen come in starting on the, on the offensive or defensive line. Now you'll get special players every now and then and Kentucky found that with Deion Walker on the defensive side of the ball. But it's, it's not something you want to make a habit, is having these young kids come in and have to go against grown men playing some of the highest level of football on the planet outside the NFL. It's a tough task to do. So you want to build depth. You want to have quality within the program. And when seniors leave or if somebody does leave early go to the draft, you, you can trust what you have replacing it, or at least feel solid about it now doesn't mean you'll hit every year this past season was a miss for sure but they seem like they're, they're they're improving the big blue wall it's getting bigger it's getting bluer and that's what we like to say here on Kentucky roll
0: call the biggest bluest wall that's that's the big blue wall
1: I can't think of one any bigger or bluer when I think about the landscape of college football like you're telling me it's byu's got a bigger bluer wall than the cats
0: Definitely no. not bluer. Did you see not.
1: that? I, I I don't know if this was fake news or not, but did you see that the whole state of Utah banned a certain website?
0: <laughs> I I feel like that's not like I don't I don't think it's doable. It's,
1: I actually think it was the website blocked their access in a certain state.
0: Oh really?
1: Utah passed some sort of age air verica- ver- verification law. And a certain website that I've been told is popular, they said, well, then we're not going to, you will not have access to our website in your state.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Scoots, no hubbing in Utah, if you know what I'm saying.
2: I was wondering, I was like, what could he be talking about? That's unfortunate.
1: (laughs) You knew, you knew darn well what I was talking about.
2: I was, I was going more down the OnlyFans route, but I was like, that doesn't really make sense. So I think, yeah.
1: I think only I think OnlyFans is still legal. Roush, did you see the, the banner at the track? Somebody promoting their OnlyFans page. Genius idea.
0: <laughs> I did not. Actually is a great idea. Uh get some PR. <laughs> no, no, not, not a bad not a bad way to, to send a message.
1: I think there's also a banner like criticizing horse racing too or something like that. So that one not as good. But the OnlyFans very... one,
0: good for them. Yeah, and when they do the custom signs and not just a logo, it can be a little bit difficult to read that after you've had, you know, some mint juleps. Um, so I don't <laughs> know how effective that advertising always is. Did we ever mention the Ohio State kid's name, Ben Chrisman? Probably shouldn't uh, his name.
1: I don't know. I, I guess now that you mentioned it, I don't think we did. But Ben
0: Chrisman, Kentucky Wildcat. So that was a, a nice addition. Uh, and I believe the uh, – the linebacker has a, an official visit scheduled for later on this week. So um, today is very much a ketchup day, though TJ. You know, I love on. ketchup. Did you know um, they have ketchup Doritos?
1: Uh, out on that.
0: Oh, so that's that's where you draw your line on ketchup.
1: And I'll say this: I like the idea behind it. And I, when it comes to ketchup, you guys should should trust me on this stuff. The spicy ketchup just—it it doesn't hit, unfortunately. Like it was—I like the idea. It was a good experiment, but it's time to throw away your spicy ketchups.
2: Yeah, but you've um, never been to what—you've never been to Whataburger though, and that is the top of the top spicy ketchup.
0: I will say I, I I'm I'm with you most occasions, uh, TJ. But I I had spicy ketchup at a Whataburger at the draft, and it's 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 very good.
1: Uh, then you know I haven't had Whataburger. Probably not fair to say.
0: But all the I'd other give, ones, you're out on. I'd give
1: it a I get a whirl. I think I maybe as a kid like got chicken fingers at Whataburger or something like that. But not nearly enough to remember it. As an adult, have not been to Whataburger. I will give their spicy ketchup a try. But, Roush, I'm embarrassed to also admit that this has happened a few... You know, when I see see ketchup around, I get really... My eyes get huge. It's like a cartoon. My tongue comes unraveled. I love ketchup. But there's been a couple times where I've, like, went, squirted ketchup, dipped a fry in it, and then it's, like, surprising... It surprised me as the spicy ketchup. And, again, it's not, like, the worst thing in the world. Just... Like when they try to do the, color, the purple and the green ketchups, it's just, we oh, tried yeah. it. I think ketchup is what it is. There's a reason it is what it is. It's been so great for such a long time. It's so much better than mustard. We just keep it be. We keep it be. Good old-fashioned red Heinz ketchup. Oh, man, fancy ketchup. Get the hell out of here. I mean, of course, I'll still eat it. I'm not a maniac, but yikes.
0: The the different, uh, that, that was a wild time. Well, I guess late nineties, early two thousands. We're just going to like have dye colored things. put fake dyes and stuff. It's fun. Kids will love it.
1: Wow. What a burger has fancy ketchup. So you got to throw it out. Unfortunately.
0: What's why I I thought fancy ketchup was just like a brand. No. Yeah. It's a,
1: it's a bad brand,
0: but it's not that much. So you're Hans all the way.
1: Well, I guess you're right. they like fancy is a way they make their ketchup. So which one am I thinking of? What's the terrible ketchup brand?
0: Uh, uh rolled gold? Red gold? Hunts. Hunts, yeah. Hunts.
1: You go. Sorry you fancy. My my B, hand up. It's Monday morning.
0: Hunts ketchup. Yeah. Get out. Get out. Okay. I'm I can be with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Apologies to Ooh, all, yeah. all. We of just that had to we
0: we got our ducks in a row.
1: So back to the basketball. Weirdly enough, I've made it incredibly clear that I would have wanted Hunter Dickinson, think it would have made UK a better team. But shortly after he but it it, it became he did the little Instagram video, and then kind of after that video is when you started to hear from UK side of things that it wasn't looking good, and and nobody was ultimately shocked by that. I do think there was a time where UK kind of sniffed around and went all in that I was like, you know what? They may be, they may get this guy. This is tracking their their direction. But I I think between the nil stuff, Kansas prioritized him a little bit more. He was going to go to Kansas. When he, the decision came down, people weren't shocked to hear that right. he was going to go to Kansas. What I was shocked to hear though, Roush, truly like up uh, shocked, and you don't say that much in the radio business, was the Aaron Bradshaw rumors after he picked Kansas after Hunter Dickinson picked Kansas and not so much the rumors that Aaron Bradshaw is thinking about transferring or it wouldn't be transferring I suppose because he never got to UK but getting out of his NLI with UK national letter of intent and signing with Southern California because Bronny James committed over there to, to Southern California over the weekend. And playing with him, and that's where Clutch wants to send him. That is its own rumor in its own right, and we are going to talk about it. But that rumor stemmed from if Hunter Dickinson picks Kentucky, Bradshaw doesn't like that fit. That's why he's going to leave. Roush, to me, that was so dumb. I could not wrap my brain around it. Like, if you don't want to play with Hunter Dickinson, that's fine. But how could you be cool playing with Oscar Shibway? And Hunter Dickinson. And people are going to say, well, because Hunter could spread the floor like Aaron would spread the floor, and they do some of the same things where Oscar's going to stay inside, and they're going to let Bradshaw float. You could have both of them floating. Like, it. it playing with the better shooter that can space things out and also the better passer is better for your game than playing with a person that could theoretically clog up the middle and isn't as great as, passing like it made it, it, it is it was nonsensical and the truth is it was nonsensical because hunter dickinson picks kansas he's not going to uk anyways and guess where those other rumors went roush nowhere so it had nothing to do with hunter dickinson because that didn't make sense like that was just terrible logic and i don't I, i'm not saying that like jack was making it up jack pilgrim's just been absolutely crushing it but he's that that was the rumor from clutch his representation so I well, imagine somebody at Clutch was kind of saying those things with the Hunter Dickinson angle. It didn't make any sense. But you know what? If if they want to just go elsewhere, it would have nothing to do with Hunter Dickinson. I mean,
0: but they, they it was it was different rationale, but for the same purpose of and uh, he ain't coming here to share the spotlight with Correct. Hunter sure. Dickinson. Yeah that, yeah, that I can um,
1: believe. But it wasn't like yeah. when it was specifically Hunter related to Oscar, and that was initially how it was formulated. It was like, well, no that's like that, that doesn't check out. but if it is just an all-around kind of front court thing, that is what it is. I think in the world of nil, you're always competing and your representation is always going to be trying to get you as much money as possible if you get a, this is just something that UK basketball is unfortunately going to have to deal with for probably all eternity as long as nil is a thing where you're trying to get the best of the best, the, the hottest commodities in the game, it ain't ever going to be over until you get them in a jersey. And even then, even then, it may not be over. Because if checks aren't clearing or they feel it's just something that UK is going to have to deal with. And it's something in this instance with Bradshaw where, I to me, it strictly is coming down to, hey, just, uh, just so you know, like, we could probably get a lot of nil at USC being in the spotlight. You're going to have Bronny James. You're going to have LeBron James at games. There's going to be a ton of attention. We know he's set up pretty good at UK, but what, what else What else we got here just to just to make us feel more at home? I think this is totally what this is. If you wanted to call it a shakedown, you could call it a shakedown. Uh, I would consider it more of just trying to make sure that Clutch's client is getting his fair market representation. And I expect him to be at UK all the same. The, it,
0: it, I I think it does speak to it's much. No, the the early few years of the John Calipari, it, it it just goes to show you what a lightning in a bottle it was, right? Like we should have had more. I don't want to say this exact type of stuff, but just the talent acquisition—it's a lot more difficult now. It just is because there's a lot more resources out there. Um, A lot more competing interests. Um, I admittedly, when uh, Jack first mentioned that as a possibility, I was just like, I don't even want to think about the world that we could be living in where uh, Bradshaw ditches UK at the 11th hour to go play with Brawny at USC, especially when Dickinson and Oscar were still all kind of a toss-up, and you're like, well, at least you got Bradshaw to fall back on. I was like, but if you don't, I, I just did not want to think about what that world could be. And so I'm glad I don't have to. I'm glad I don't have to. But that was a um, – <laughs> it's also one of those things that you say out loud. And you're like, imagine doing this five years ago and just saying, yeah, Kentucky might lose one of its best signees because its agent wants them to get more money playing with LeBron's kid in Los Angeles. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's, it's a weird thing to say but it's just the reality of the sport right now and you know Kentucky's got to make these decisions Cal big on his we're not going to guarantee you the nil sort of stuff but you'll you'll do well when you're here this is kind of chomping at at that bit a little bit that okay are are you gonna are you gonna probably meet some extra quote-unquote demands from the Bradshaw camp to make sure that he's staying here and you're going to hear some radio people that are going to say, "I feel bad for the coaches." You'll hear some radio people that will say, "This is this is the gig now." I lean more with the latter. There, they're like, "This is the gig now," and you're. If you want to be the best of the best, you're going to have to do what it takes. Similarly, back in the day, it, recruiting was a lot more regional. It eventually got to a point where. People had planes, and they could go nationally and recruit. And that changed the game for a lot of schools and a lot of programs. This is – I mean, just the evolution of basketball in a whole. You eventually get the three-point line. That changes the game. This is just the next step. There's been some since then, obviously. I I, I didn't hit all of the marks. One, two, to of,
0: skip a few. 9, of, of the evolution
1: yeah. of basketball. Right. But like, this is the next thing. Nil. Money. Making sure that your players are happy, comfortable, and getting the, their demands met at times, or their what they feel like their value is being met. Luckily, Kentucky's got a, a, a what is seemingly what we think uh, we hope is a great relationship with Nike. The UK not playing in the PK80 stuff was always a little bizarre to me, but it, still, not like things have totally dropped off for Kentucky. But you got to make sure that they're that your partners are happy, that Nike's happy, that. You have good relationships with clutch because this won't be the last time that you're probably coaching or mingling or recruiting a player that is represented by clutch. Chris Livingston's another one of them. So this is just part of the game. And you hope that Calipari's up to it. We have no reason to really think that as as of this point, he's not because you've, you've got to get the commitment somehow. And I don't think you're getting the commitments just with, like, yeah, yeah, we'll worry about the nil stuff later. You obviously have probably. Hooked. They, they they feel good about where they were in a nil spot, but it's not something like you just check a box and it's all good. It's something you got to keep doing as their entire recruitments go on, as their time at UK goes on, and that's why you do need like a basketball general manager. And it ain't just for roster development; it's for roster continuity of, of happiness making sure people aren't upset about hey hey i thought i had an endorsement with this deal why is this not happening and it's not totally realistic to expect a head coach to have to handle all of that stuff but you got to make sure your head coach has somebody hired that will do a good job and that's where uk basketball's at again i don't expect bradshaw to decommit i don't have any inside scoops i'm just listening to what the other people are saying but if UK loses, it's similar to the kind of the Uganda Kingsley situation and and they're very different situations, but the overall example of like Kentucky's gonna lose somebody that they're really, really excited about and that they put in a lot of work with, that's how I feel about Bradshaw. I just don't think Kentucky's gonna lose him this late in the game. If there are certain promises and demands that need to be met, I imagine they probably will, even though UK doesn't doesn't make promises. I think under the table with the guys they really, really want. I do think they make some promises. I think Bradshaw ultimately will 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 be at Kentucky, and all this will smooth over. But it's just another sign of the times. Stop your crying, as Harry Styles would say.
0: Is that is that what Harry Styles says?
1: Stop your crying. It's the sign of the time.
0: Yeah, well, totally you know, know that one. Get
1: away than. from here. Yep, People true. probably listen and actually thought they may that may have been Harry Styles. Nope, just TJ, everybody. <laughs> Scooch, you know that song, right?
2: No. I, I can confirm I do not.
0: No. <laughs> Good song. I think
2: I know it. I only know one Harry Styles song, and it's the big popular one.
0: What's the uh, big, big popular poppy one? is uh by the <laughs> notorious B.I.G.
2: <laughs> no, it's the one you like, TJ. What's it? Uh As It Stop Was? Is that Harry Styles? Time. As it was?
0: Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
2: that's the only one I know.
1: No, yeah, it's a good one. So there, there's my takes. I the was a little lo- longer winded than I than I was anticipating, but there's my takes on it. It's just this is this is the this is the game, and secondly, if like you're, I can't I can't take it. I, this is it's not the basketball. Well then, see you later, because it ain't going anywhere. Like it is not going anywhere. And if you want to go, if you want to get the best of the best players. This is the stuff you're going to have to deal with. And it may, you may say, well, then why only at Kentucky? I promise you it's going on everywhere else. It's just you were focused in on the UK aspects of it all. And if it's not going on at a place, it probably means that place isn't doing too hot. But nil is a factor everywhere. Players are always going to maybe potentially be hitting the portal. Every school loses a few portal players. Part of the game nowadays. So if you don't like it, it may just not be for you moving forward.
0: Hey, um Louisville, they got players. Um, a player from the portal, they got uh,
1: Trey White from USC.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: basketball. Uh, it's, a solid, friends, it's a solid, it's a
0: solid get. One of my friends looked at me, he's like, So is he a good shooter? I was like, Oh, no, 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 just another six seven wing. He's <laughs> like, Oh, great, just what we needed. Um, and you know what? They might not get their high school good six seven wing, which I, I thought it was funny that, uh, I just saw Nick Coffey tweet out a uh, screen grab of the Kansas Insider. And some of these people, like, I I get it. It's it's a tough job, man. I couldn't be able to do it. But, like, the kind of word salad used to, well, I've heard he's not even visiting Louisville. He might just be done. Uh, But it was like a paragraph that ended with, yeah, they could be going into decision mode soon, which – again what's decision like do they flip a switch and all of a sudden it's decision mode and they start playing like a montage music and they're like, we're gonna make a decision we've been on all our visits decision mode all right, okay uh, don't, don't really know what you're saying there kansas guy. but um, if, if that kid didn't show up for a little official visit it would be big yikes
1: yeah, the the Trey White edition for Louisville. It's a it's a good get. It's a talent upgrade from what they have, and that's what I when I look at U roster, I don't think it's anything special for U standards or what their standards were, but it is a talent upgrade from a four win team, which is kind of a no doy comment. But they, they do have more respectable pieces that have at least proven some sort of success at some levels of college. Which again, I am not so sure it's a tournament team. If you got Mbako, you'd have enough talent to be a tournament team. Now can Kenny Payne do enough with it? We'll see. But it's it, it's a nice addition, the Trey White. They I think they wanted RJ Luis, who was the Massachusetts UMass transfer, leaving Frank Martin's program. And he left UMass. Looked like UVO was going to get him. And then old Ricky P came a sniffing around and uh, ended up landing R.J. Luis over the weekend. So he goes to St. John's Louisville gets their Trey White, which is if you weren't going to get R.J., you couldn't miss out on both those guys. So at least they did get a body, a good body. Um, but yeah, he's not a, he's not an amazing shooter. He can't, he is, I think technically a guard, but he's not somebody that you're probably going to have on the ball a lot. And he is, he Kenny Payne loves him some big guards, but Gal does too, obviously, but uh, Cal will be willing to get smaller guards if that's what that means, but Kenny's trying to get a big lineup for this upcoming season. Uh, still, they they need a they need a little bit more help. And Baco would go a long way. I think they only have one scholarship left anyway, so their their roster really is kind of what it's what it is, and it's probably not a second week. It'd be a shocker if it's a second weekend. I'll go that far. Maybe a tournament team would be a shock if it's the second weekend.
0: Hmm, that would be something.
1: But at least they I, got a play. At least they got a player.
0: Yeah, maybe a little hope there. Yep. They got to get back to the tournament, though, or at least think they're going to get into the tournament, right? Yeah,
1: was, yeah. yeah. That, I think if anything short of that, I think you you need to make some changes because you, you just you can't. Uh, we've been there, obviously, where it's been selection Sunday, and we haven't really been. We, you know, that your name's not getting called or just suck. Like it just takes the wind out of your sails for the most fun time of the year. And Louisville fans have been experiencing that for a long time now. And I'm not so sure it's a guarantee that that's been taken care of for this upcoming season. Let's take our last break and then we'll do nothing but text to end today's show. I think we've touched on most there may be another quick hitter or two we need to get to, but we've touched on the big targets, UK basketball. need. Getting to the point you need bodies, and I've, I always am patient and will give Calipari the benefit of the doubt of you just got to give him time, but clock's a ticking now, and you lost Lance Ware. I, don't, I think that happened after we got off the air on Thursday.
0: Oh, got, yeah, that happened, yeah. yeah which I'm, I'm,
1: surprised. I'm surprised by I, I I'm not surprised that maybe he just got to a point that he was like, I just want minutes. Like, this is my last year doing college basketball. I'd like to just be able to play and stay on the court. But I am, like, surprised he just – you know, he could have done that a year ago. Could have done that two years ago.
0: So, right, right.
1: I'll You'll miss him from a locker room aspect. You certainly won't miss anything on the court. I don't mean that to be rude. It's just – it's factually true. He played hard, but that that shouldn't be – that should be the yeah. minimum. If you're wearing a Kentucky right. jersey, everybody's going to be expecting you to play hard. He did, which was nice to see. But from a talent standpoint, Kentucky w- w- was too high of a level. But seemed like a great teammate. Seemed great in the locker room. Incredibly likable. And we'll wish him nothing but the best moving forward. This is KRC on The Big X with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. One final segment coming down the pipe next.
0: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Justin's a big country guy. He knows of these songs. I know all the songs. Yeah, Luke Combs. I I like Luke
2: Combs.
1: How does She Got the Best of Me go, Justin? She got
2: the best of me. (laughs) (laughs) Broke (laughs) my heart. She got the best of me.
1: One KRC rule, and I don't know if we've publicly ever stated, but if you bring a song up, you got you got to sing it. If you bring up a song, you got to sing it. Do we all pretend we've got great voices? Mine, yes, it does get confused for Harry Styles. But listen, I know my voice is my voice. But you got to sing songs. So Scooch, I love that drop. I love love the rejoin well, there. You did you, a gra- you did a great job.
2: So you all have both sang on today's show. TJ, you had a nice little melody earlier. Roush had a nice little original tune moments ago. So I figured, you know what. Might as well get me singing in there, too. Just make it a sing, sing-along-type show.
1: That a boy. That a boy. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Ruka. Radio. You absolutely had to have your Shady Rays this weekend at your derby parties, at the track, wherever you were. I saw tons of pictures of people wearing their Shady Rays. All looking great. Go to ShadyRays.com to learn more. And you can save money with the promo code BIGX at checkout, 25% off when you use promo code BIGX at ShadyRays.com. You're going to want them this week, too. It's going to be sunny again. going to be hot. It's summertime. You need your shades. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line.
0: It definitely is. We should get to it. I'm sure we've got some fun ones uh, from over the weekend. And um, I just need to know where we uh, start. Where it says Monday, Nick's photo of wifey wrapped in a tarp looks photoshopped.
1: Amazing how detailed foam cameras are today.
0: Uh, Very funny that uh, as that was happening, I ended up going back and I saw your tweet. Like, are they going to race race 14? Because I was under the tarp, you know, getting poured on (laughs) trying to see if that race was going off. But they had actually did a a weather delay for the 14th race, which had, uh, Brad Cox ended up winning at like seven to five, I want to say. So he had three or four winners, uh, got home for us on Saturday. So, uh, while many, some radio ho- hosts were doubting him on Thursday, others were kept firing on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I love that picture. I, I just, don't you like. I don't It's like the oldest thing I've said. I, I like looking at people's derby pictures.
0: Dude, it's my favorite. And uh, But, like, I even got – I was having such bad Sunday scaries yesterday. I got to end up going through the wife's phone to see what all she got. But I get, like, oh, wait, is this one good? Or what do I put? Do I put them all out there? How do I do it? Either way, I yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And sometimes I see some people's seats, and I'm like, good God, how many thousands of dollars did you spend? Or did somebody else spend to get you here in this spot, in this ticket for this derby? Yeah. (laughs) Like – On the rail, like what? Yeah, I have
1: I have the same thoughts, and then you have like the friend group who has like the thurby Oaks and Derby, and it's like, well, you just how how did you how did you do it? How did you do it? Or how are you alive? What's your what's your workload? What's work on Monday going to look like for you?
0: Yeah, real slow. I'm sure. I I appreciate. um, uh, We we were having you know a little off air conversation, but just the. um, the post race shenanigans just don't shenanigan as hard as they used to. got um, I, I did go to a friend had the had a party down the street Friday night, and you know was there for a couple hours. Uh, got home about eleven thirty, and even my wife was like, "Wow, you're you're home pretty early." Wow. Uh, and then Saturday night, I was I was back by midnight after doing a little uh, front porch drinking down the street, and I just, it's, something's wrong with me just i'm losing my fastball yeah i think my derby like i think my
1: derby week will be pretty similar to I'll, I'll probably try to go to derby not every year but probably most years friday will always probably be a take it easy day like probably won't work much may i worked a little bit this past friday but I probably won't work much. Maybe golf. We we watch the Oaks races at my mom's house. They're coming down the final turn, the final stretch, in, in the Oaks race, and my mom's YouTube TV starts. Oh buffering. no!
0: Gosh, that, so, like
1: it, oh man! Everybody runs to the outside TV buffering. The living room TV buffering, and it's just oh my poor mom. We gave her so much crap. Obviously, it's not her fault, but
0: like we. You're like, no, we didn't see the end. Well, and that that's, we just had that for like race two or something. And we were all losing our damn minds. Cause you can't really do anything about it except sit and wait. Yep. And by the time you check your phone, the race is over. It's just, it's tough. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that, that's, that's real tough, real tough. Um, I had, uh, one of Brooks' cousins, uh, he, him and his group friend group, they're, they're a few years younger, so they've got a lot more, uh, energy, enthusiasm, they were coming down from Columbus to go to their first Kentucky Derby. Took off Friday morning at like, I mean, real early, but went straight to the track, got there at two. They were troopers, man. I was impressed. And I was even more impressed when some guy was just picking winners and he just put a 10 and 10 on the Oaks winner who (laughs) went off at a nice price. I was like, wait, you just, you were just picking numbers. He's like, yeah, just went, I just rode with fourteen, and I was just like, "Wow!" And I it makes you feel like a real dum dum when you haven't won all day. But I was just like, "Dude, good for you, man. That's a like that. That's the kind of stuff you never been to a, a a racetrack in your life. You show up to the infield on Oaks Day, and yeah, you, you hit a big lick like that. Is that that's what keeps you coming back for more? It's like chipping in on eighteen, like you know, mm, it's freaking awesome.
1: The best, yeah. I, I didn't have any. I didn't win any money on Oaks. I, I did. I did well Derby. Lost all that money Oaks, and then had the had the Derby day that I had. So all in all, pretty good for me. But yeah, I got crushed on on Friday and didn't have. Uh, what was what was her name? The winner on uh, Mischievous. Mischievous one- Alex. No, it wasn't it. Mischievous Alex. It was Mischievous Girl. Pretty
2: mischievous, wasn't it?
1: Pretty mischievous, yeah. That's what it was.
0: Uh, I had the Alice look. That's where I got it. Mixed <clears throat> up. There we go. I didn't have
1: mischievous, pretty mischievous, in anything. Unfortunately, otherwise I would have had some some little Oaks Derby doubles, which would have been a good time. But uh, good Oaks race too. Fun fun racing weekend. Thoughts and yeah. prayers to the horses that didn't make it though. <laughs> uh,
0: another texture says, praying for Roush. Depressed. The Derby is over. El Mayo. I mean, I really do have like a Sunday where I'm just so, like de- depression is the only way because it feels chemical. Like I can feel just like, oh God, now what? You know, like it just, it's, and and for me too, it's like, I know, um, oh yeah, it's a great day to it's boozing and gambling, but there, there is something to just the whole week of buildup or, you know, we start our mornings on the backside and you're talking horses with everybody and you know everybody's got a tip or an, eh. like it's just so much fun just kind of getting there and then you finally arrive and it's just one great race after another i mean like the 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 big horses the big names um man so much fun and you you see so many people you haven't seen such a long time i just i love it so much and once it's over there is a Ooh, a big, deep exhale. It's just like, well, what now? Yeah,
1: it's, it's December twenty sixth. It's that sort uh, of feeling that I think yeah. a lot of people can can relate to. And I, I think we're all proud of where we're from. Scoots, maybe with East Pekin, uh, an exception or Pekin or whatever whatever Pekin it is. I don't know, but you should be proud of where you're from, Scoots. You turned into a fine young man. But this is when it's highlighted to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That's That's cool. And then it's over, and it's kind of sad, and, and there there's plenty to like the other parts of the year with where we're from, but that it, this is when the rest of the world sees it and thinks it's cool. Watching all the coverage on Saturday and the, the, those, the local TV stations do such a great job. It, it's so, like, I wonder if they have as much fun as it is to watch. Just I think they do, because they're just going up to strangers and just being like, hey, so where are you from? What are you wearing? What is that? It, like there it's almost sim- similar questions I'm sure to like what Duke asked, you know, it's just like, just <laughs> talk. You seem kind of drunk, have fun with it, but it's crazy. Just how many people from Seattle, Washington, Denver, Colorado, we saw it on TV. It's always been on our bucket list and how many first timers there are that we're doing, that we're going and, and making the trip there. It is cool. It's a, it's a cool event. There's a reason, I mean, it's been going on for a long time they've got something figured out about it that that is appealing to folks so when it's over it is and especially for roush and i and our business of just like well we'll check you out again sports in august (laughs) that's another kind of crappy part about it too now now like the long the long wait and luckily the Batcats have provided us enough entertainment that hopefully we'll have them for for the next month plus but you just sort of wait now. You wait for the, the other stuff to get popping. You know, you'll get other horse races as well, but it's the best when it's in your own backyard.
0: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt.
1: A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Hey, TJ, have you received an email about UK seat upgrades? It says online that upgrades start on May 9th, and we should receive an email prior, but I've yet to get anything. I don't think I have, but I also do have a ton of emails from Thursday. Uh, so i haven't checked but i i have not i'll i'll keep you updated though if i do oh,
0: God. checking the email inbox after this weekend Ugh. oh, gosh. oh
1: um, and like rash especially well never well we'll we'll save it for another day this is a topic we don't have enough time for but sorry carry on
0: um i was just gonna say texture uh you don't have to worry about uk like they'll get they'll get to you don't if there's They're money. Trying to to be, seed upgrades. Yeah. Like, if there's you money to be made, yeah, they will. He's yep. absolutely right about that. Um, getting this offensive line transfer was absolutely massive. Fire me up. Stop me up. Never stop. Yeah, but like TJ said, Ben Crispin, not somebody you expect to play right away. He, but he's got a ton of I, I want to say three years of eligibility. So there is uh Plenty of time for him to improve, uh, work on his craft, as the, the kids like to say. But they ended up eventually competing for a starting job. Most importantly, it provides depth this year. Yeah,
1: That's we awesome. talked about that. Make sure you go back and listen to the podcast. But we're all fans of adding depth to the offensive line, especially some that could play this year and especially will be an impactor down the road. So we're fans
0: of that. So um, a texter says, "What well, we all want to know, my goodness. How much coin did you win TJ? I'm I'm wondering how heavy you went on Mage.
1: I ended up winning I think taking out the bets that the deposits I had made earlier in the week. I'm walking away with an additional it's over $1500.
0: Nice. Nice. Was
1: it uh 50 across on Mage? Um, yeah, I had, among other things, but yeah, I think that was maybe my biggest individual win bet was a $50 win bet. Nice. I think, um, I I already, I already have the, the, I've already had the withdrawal coming, getting that money the hell out of that account as soon as possible. (laughs) Did you know that TVG had some issues over the weekend, Roush?
0: Dude, it, yeah, that. I I don't like the Twin Spires app because of its functionality, like its user experience. I just don't like the way you place bets. It's very clunky. But TVG seemed to like slow to a screeching halt. And uh, you know, my friends were like you think Twin Spires is going to let TVG work the right way when you're around that truck. I don't think so. So I just I just had to ride with Twin Spires the rest of the time, unfortunately.
1: It, the thing that was really ticking me off about TVG is like, it just wasn't depositing. It wasn't putting winning bets back into your account. Like it would say that you won the bet. It would say how much money you had won, but then you'd look at your account and it'd be like 60 bucks. And it'd be like, okay, well, what happened to the 220 coming from this race? Like, why is that not updated yet? So mm-hmm. there was one time that I had to deposit just because like it, my bets are expensive. I have enough money in there. And they were giving me credits all weekend. So they were, they were, I think, crediting deposit fees probably for that exact reason. But it's like, TVG, just get your
0: stuff together. Just get it together. Come on. Yeah. Trying to bet some money here. I did... Uh, now, it sounds much worse when you just say it out loud, but I knew somebody that may or may not have hit the maximum deposit um, that you can make on two different apps. Uh, but... That was only because he traveled with. Have you ever heard this before? These people have South Carolina driver's licenses, so they couldn't register for an app. Oh, that's
1: really dumb. And we know about some dumb rules here in
0: Kentucky. I mean, it was so dumb because I get like, okay, you're in the state, you can't do it. But just because they were from South Carolina, they couldn't get their own tickets. So he was making bets for them and they were just sending him money. That's how he hit the deposit max, but it's still a. Whew. still something when you're <laughs> when you're hitting deposit maxes on accounts like that uh hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, one of the owners of Mage Damon Stinson. He's one of the small players uh you know he just had a very micro share of Mage is what they call them but uh, dude went to Holy Name Church, which is right there on 4th Street across the street from where the starting gate is for Derby. And he won. He freaking won. <laughs> How cool is that? I just can't even. Uh, Pat Forty had a little di- uh, write-up on him in his derby kind of recap. But um, he, a man walking in a disful, uh, blissful days to the winner's circle. I just can't even imagine. Like he's, His mom still lives uh, nearby. Uh, just a good old South End guy who is living the dream on Saturday.
1: It's what it's all about. And you love stories like that. You love hearing some of the people that just kind of grew up around those parts getting getting their moment on the first Saturday in May. Very cool. Another texture on the Dorton's Text Line says I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but texter, we got other textures, multiple textures saying they did get their emails. So be on the lookout For for it.
0: Me and the boys just hit old Churchill for eighteen k on the pick five. I made them put Mage in our bet, and he came through. What an absolute goat, man! That's
1: awesome. Congrats. See, congrats, I, I do wish man. like beggars can't be choosers. I, I do want like the five digit payout someday at Churchill Downs. I've I've never had that. you know How many people have? But I'll, I'll I'll gladly
0: take my pennies compared to that. But congrats, how awesome! Here's also some advice too. If your friends are ever putting together a pick five ticket. And they're like, "Hey, do you want in?" Just always say yes. Like you, you, you don't want to be Daryl and not be in the lottery pool when they win it all, right?
1: So yeah,
0: even Daryl, got
1: depressed after that.
0: Yeah, even if it, you know, you're out a hundred bucks or whatever. Like, it's fun going deep. I mean, I think we only made it two legs, but still, I can't, I can't be the one who was too cheap on Derby Day. You know, like, what what kind of loser is just not gonna, not gonna let it ride?
1: Hmm. Don't be, don't be the Daryl from the lottery club in the office.
2: Well, and DJ, don't Congrats worry, you're gonna winner. have a, you're gonna have an eight-digit win this week. So, just wait. That's
1: what I like to hear, Scoots. And people forget they draw on Monday, so maybe sending over a ticket tonight for our lottery pool. A texter hmm. says, "Congrats on the winner pick, Sports Talker. Thank you." It was fun, just to like be doing radio from the backside. You make your picks. We asked all, and, and we're so appreciative for all everybody that stopped by last week. But you make your picks there. I tweeted it out, Roush. I even went as far as putting it on Instagram, and I was right. Like I'm never right, so it was fun to be right. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to have that moment to be right. Jude slid into my DMs. She's like, "Dude, you were the only person I know that had picked Mage. Way to go." And, uh, I, I was, I, for this instant, I was right. And I'll probably never forget it. Cause I, I, I remember picking Barbaro. I hit that exacta that year. This year I hit the tribe. Um, weirdly enough, I like accidentally, I think I mishit my ticket and didn't hit the exacta this year. I thought I did. I did not, but the try was plenty. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with that as well, but yeah, you remember those. You remember when you get it right, Roush.
0: Mm-hmm it always it always feels good and now I'm on a little bit of a cold streak so Who's, uh, who
1: was your last who was your last winner
0: who uh,
1: I'm an idiot and had uh Dortman over American Pharaoh.
0: I think I might have had uh the try of the year justified won um, and also. Oh, yeah, I had Tiz the Wall losing into the authentic. So yeah, I, I think Justify. I might have to go all the way back there to have like a big winning derby bet. But um uh, I'm really good about getting like three of the top four or four of the top five. It's just the the one that sneaks in there and I and I sh- should you know, should have listened to the sports talker. Should have yeah. listened to the sports talker.
1: Well, you can guarantee not to listen to me on 150. I guess if that, if that, if we know anything, no way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. two, no way, I win it two years in a row. So whoever I pick next year probably going to be safe to to cross that that name off the list. A texter says, "Spoiler for Scoot's story: she has a boyfriend.
2: She she very <laughs> well could have. I was, I mean, I was going to
0: ask her,
1: but we never found out. Scoot never got two I mean, chicken.
0: Yeah, just it's so disappointing, Scoots."
1: John here. Good morning, everyone. I had a great weekend with the family. I did not make it over to the track to put some cash on the derby. I was doing my hooding graduation ceremony and just forgot. TJ, you are the man. I'm glad you won some cash. Question for TJ and the crew. Do you believe Mage will run for the crown if the horse does? Will you be betting on Mage to win? We'll got to go talk to you later. I will be betting on her in the Preakness. I do think a little bit of a longer race in the Preakness would be better for for him. But I will... uh, Uh, Yes, of course. I'll be bet any chance I get to put money on Mage. I'll be betting on Mage. I'm gonna get me a Mage hat too. I think.
0: Yeah, you've got to bet Mage every chance you get for for sure. Like that's just how it goes.
1: Mage Uh, is my horse.
0: Yeah, that was like me, but she dares the devil. Like if you you just uh, big winners, they they last forever. Uh, So you got to ride with them. Got to ride with them. And if
2: Mage
1: wins the Preakness, I'm gonna be. Like, I'll weirdly have an affiliation with a horse that I didn't know existed two months ago. <laughs> Might have to cool. make your way up to New York. Yeah, I won't do that. But back in the day, I probably would have considered it. Uh, Texas says, a really good question with Derby 150. Do you all think horse racing will be around in 50 years? As uh, long yeah. as Kentucky is a state in the free United States of America, uh, horse racing will always be a thing it's in this state.
0: It's hilarious, like come on if oh, I, just, I wouldn't
1: doubt like you know i heard I, I talked to some people this weekend that like horse racing in california has some pretty ginormous obstacles right now
0: oh yeah but it's also like they have their own like some of it's their own undoing um well, and no, yeah it's, it's it's in california too like they have some competing interests so like the california is not as good as it once was but here is uh here's a little little tip for you just Go back on the backside, see how many millions of dollars are back there last week. Like, there's it's not just like all this this thing could just fall apart in an instant. Like, this is a big business. Um, that there's <laughs> there's a lot of money to be made out there. Um, it's not gonna go away overnight. Could it be diminished somewhat? Yes. Um, and it already has been, but um, yeah, it's gonna be here for Derby too. Is there anything worse than being at a derby party streaming the races, especially
1: when the stream is on delay and others are watching live on their phones?
0: See, and that's the thing is like if you're streaming to the TV, you can't have people watching on their phones because then they hog all the internet and it ruins it. That's tough.
1: Well, and you get the spoiler alerts from time to time. It's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a tricky situation people deal with in 2023. Texture. I can't believe TJ used the term derby race not once but twice. This is redundant because derby is a race. Roush, why don't you take that one for me, buddy?
0: Um, he's just
1: there's a there's 14 races on derby day so i was just specifying
0: derby race yeah. yeah i don't think he remembered who won the turf classic um and and all the other ones that were leading into it um i did have the winner in the pat day mile that felt good so and it, it, that just feels like a race that a a local should win like oh i picked that one got the try that was nice but yeah i don't i don't think tj like, it wasn't phoenix hill tavern race that we remember a texter says a friend of mine's
1: parents had a share in mage that's awesome very jealous congrats to your friend's parents and then another texture says, does Bradshaw back out of UK to go play with Brody Jr. at USC? We talked about that. Listen to the podcast. Uh, I think the start of hour two is when we got that. We'll talk more about it as the week goes on, I'm sure. No, I don't think that happens. But everybody who's anybody says you got to keep an eye on it. So you've, you've got a lot more than just rumbling there. So it is something, I think, to, to keep an eye on. But I doubt that UK loses Bradshaw. We're out of time. Got to shake off the rust on the Monday after Derby week. We did that today. We'll be back at it again, 7 a.m. tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ
0: Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Hill.